What if your next cloud project could lead to climate-resilient housing? Join Fannie Mae. Use emerging tech. Solve better problems, like helping the housing industry address rising flood risk. Find tech jobs with impact at FannieMae.com slash tech. Thanks for joining us on the show. You recently released your eighth 10-year studio album, How to Live As Goes, and uh, it's one hell of a record, as I said, and uh, especially the way it kicks off. There's uh, no big overblown intro sample or anything like that, just bam, straight into it. Was that how it was intended originally when writing it? You know, it's interesting because we had the record pretty much finished, and then our producer, Nick Raskulenik, said, we need one more song and it has to come right in and maybe even start with a vocal. Like, Nick really had a very clear idea of how he wanted this whole record to, to sound. And, um, and you know, like I said, we got to the end, and he was like, we're still missing something. So um, he said that, and then we went back to uh, our apartment that we were living at in Nashville at the time, and, and we wrote that song, The Messenger, which is the first song on the album. And we wrote it that night and then came back to the studio basically the next day and uh, started recording it. So we definitely wanted it to open up with something strong like that. It definitely does, man. And, uh, I mean, because there's not a lot of albums there. Usually bands will have that big, you know, intro sample or something like that. I like albums that, you know, kick off straight away you know like that song like that's what grabbed me and yeah. especially another thing about the album is all, there's also some really cool and interesting vocal arrangements here um i mean like uh especially like novocaine with the switch between you know the breathing and then it goes to double vocals and then you know it's just really it, it's really interesting when you break it down i mean how did that come about well novocaine is one of those songs that we Originally, our bass player, Chad Huff, came up with the bass line for those verses. And um, and at first, we almost didn't mess with it because we thought it, it didn't really sound... It didn't have the sound originally that we thought that we were going for on the album. But, um, but instead, we just put a pretty simple drum beat to it. And Jesse came up with uh, some vocal parts. And then really the song, you know, it was pretty painless to write. It came together really quickly, and we just kept it simple on that one. I think vocally one of the big things that Nick, our producer, wanted us to do on this record was not to have too many layers of production. He wanted to keep it really stripped down and simple. And um, and I think by doing that, it really, you know, it, it really feels – human and sounds human and it's not um i, I think it, it it makes our singer jesse have a little bit more of a vulnerable and sincere tone uh, so yeah i mean we really we really wanted the vocals to be a bit more stripped down on this record and a bit more just kind of honest and human sounding definitely but there's some things in there that you know like as i said about novocaine uh it's a bit theatrical as well in a way you know like the way it's sort of yeah, I mean, laid out. exactly. Yeah, and, and we haven't done anything like the like the breathing thing that he did in that song. We we just wanted that song to come off as fun and energetic, and um, 
And that, especially that breathing thing, was something that we just have never experimented with and thought, wow, for this particular song, it just seems like a fun thing to do. And also, it's something different, and um, uh, and it worked really well with the lyrical content. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is a bit more theatrical in a way, and, and we were going for that. You know, we, we wanted something a little bit different than what we've done before. And I think it's it's good because, you know, a lot of bands sometimes are afraid to sort of take those little risks like that in a way, you know, because, I mean, yeah. sometimes things don't plan out the way you want them to, but it just works so well. And, uh, you know, I applaud you guys for, you know, really wanting to push the envelope a little bit and say the cookie cutter, same old thing. I mean, that that that's what, what sticks out. And there's lots of little bits and pieces throughout the album like that that uh I guess, make it different from everything else that's out there at the moment. Yeah, and also from our perspective, since it's our eighth studio album, we've done um, pretty much, you know, everything uh, before. So it's, it's, it's getting increasingly difficult to come up with new ideas sometimes because we've written about the same subjects a bunch and we've, you know, we've played riffs that, um, you know, we constantly have to push ourselves to try and, um, you know, get out of our own box and, and expand a little bit. So, um, you know, this record definitely has a little bit of that where we, we try to do something slightly different. But it's still us. I think, I think you know, as long as we're all writing together and Jesse's voice is on it, there's still enough of a 10-year thread there that it, it kind of works for us to be able to do something left of center, um, and it, it will still retain the band sound. Do you think, now that you've done that, do you think it's opened a few more doors? Sorry, man, it's hard to talk at this time of morning. <laughs> do you think it's opened up a few more doors for you guys musically? I mean, to, to push it in different directions? Because it can be, I mean... As we're saying, like it can be hard for bands to sort of take those steps and those risks sometimes. Um, you know, there's yeah, more things you want yeah. to experiment with. We definitely like to experiment with sounds and, and different types of songs. And I think this record showed us that, you know, we're, we're capable of doing almost more than we think sometimes because it's it's easy when you're so closely involved in the creative process to kind of live in your own little bubble. But mm. working with Nick, um, Nick, Nick kind of just reassured us that that we have the ability to write kind of any kind of song that we want, and no matter what because we're who we are and we each each member of the band kind of has their own signature style that it still inevitably will still it'll sound like the band but we can push the envelope a little bit so um you know i don't know how far out of the box we would ever venture but i do know that this album has stuff that everything from bordering on um metal to being you know, even leaning alternative and, and you know, it, it does kind of cover a, a wide territory musically. So we're, we're definitely proud of that. Oh, absolutely. But uh, that's, I mean, that's what I was thinking. I mean, where is that line? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, where do you, right, where, how right, far yeah. can you push it? I mean, what's something that you wouldn't do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
Do you, do you well, well even I definitely don't see us ever venturing into country, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think as long as it's still within the the confines of rock music, you know, then we would push that. But, um, you know, also it's tough because we really love bands like Nine Inch Nails and Radiohead and bands that are, are much different sounding than us. Mm. So um, it wouldn't be out of the, the realm of possibility to venture in either of those directions in the future. But I think at the core of who we are, we're just a, a, a rock band that started in my parents' garage back in 1998. And and I think we still are those those same guys, and we're still that same band. We just have... We have a lot more experience now, and, and we're a little bit – we have a, a bit more wits about us to try and um, experiment a little. I mean, that's awesome to hear. And, you know, hey, if you want to add those elements, I, I guess it would definitely be – it wouldn't be too far of a stretch, I don't think, like the radio right. heady stuff. I think it would work, especially, you know, you guys are pretty, you know, pretty diverse as a band. You know, I think you could, you could push it pretty yeah. far. But not, I, don't, I don't see you doing a country album. But <laughs> no, no, I don't think that'll be happening. Even though we're from Tennessee and Nashville, Tennessee is considered the home of country music. But um, you know that's that's not in our blood. Uh, we have to do at least what comes natural to us and what we have a passion for. So yeah, no country anytime soon. <laughs> I do find it funny though that a lot of metal dudes, like dudes in death metal bands, will go and just go country. Have you found that? Have you noticed yeah, that? I have heard about that. I'm not going to name names, but it's pretty weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how extreme <laughs> could you get from a change? You know what I mean? Like that is pretty damn weird. Yeah. But sorry, man, what were you going to say? Oh, just you know that I have definitely seen where metal guys or or big rock band guys will do that, and uh, you know if they have a passion for it and they love it, then that's great. Uh, you know, definitely not for me though. <laughs> Nah, we'll we'll stick to the rock, man. <laughs> well, of course, uh, you know yes, you exactly. you are a, a drummer and a guitarist. So most guys I know uh, that can play multiple instruments, you know, usually have some other crazy skills that they're they're good at. I mean, what else would you say that uh, is a talent of yours? Well, I think for me, my biggest asset in the band has just has kind of always been. I mean, I I can play different instruments, but. I'm really kind of my my favorite aspect of creating is being really heavily involved in just the overall picture of the song. So, you know, I produced the last couple records and I co-produced our album Division um, and, and I worked with a lot of other bands as well. So I think mm. just try, I've always tried to see the big picture and being able to play multiple instruments helps me see the big picture. So... I've never really been one to sit and try to perfect one instrument, but I really like arranging songs and coming up with vocal melodies and helping figure out how to tell the story the best possible way. So I think it's a mixture of being a utility player and being able to hop on whatever instrument I need to, the mixture of that and really being finely tuned into the you know the big picture of each song and trying to figure out what elements need to happen to make that song the best it can be. Um, 
I, we kind of joke in the band and say that even when we work with an outside producer, the song gets, has to pass through multiple filters of production because I initially will do the first batch of demos. And so we produce songs up to a certain point during that phase. And then that is usually what we would take to a producer on the outside. And then it gets through another filter process with them. So, um, you know, I just, I really enjoy starting with nothing and then figuring out how to build a song into the finished product. I guess that's a, it's a good way of making sure that it's all quality too, you know, all killing the Yeah, and, and also to make sure that all, to make sure that all the instruments are doing that the relationship between all the instruments is really cohesive and that we're building a really uh, an environment where everything has its place and is fitting correctly. Because a lot of times in bands, I've noticed, especially with, since I produce other bands, that sometimes the drummer and the bass player won't know exactly what each other are playing. <laughs> and you have to make, you know, then in the studio, you have to figure out, okay, we have to sync these up. And same thing with guitars, and then sometimes the guitars and the vocals can can step on each other. Mm. So a lot of a lot of what I enjoy doing is just breaking each instrument down and making sure that everything is really cohesive together as a unit and has everything has a place. So awesome! And uh, of course, I mean, you guys have toured here a few times down in Australia, haven't you? I mean, how many times have been? Like three, four? Um, I believe it's been three now, and um, from what I understand, we're hoping to try and come back in 2018, so hopefully we'll see you guys soon. Oh, that's excellent, man. That's awesome news, because you, you were here, from from what I remember, was with Dead Letter Circus, was that right, or was it Soundwave? Yes, yes, and I personally was home during that time. I, I stopped touring at, in mm. 2013 and took three years off, so... The band came and did the Dead Letter Circus uh, tour during that time. So unfortunately, I wasn't there, but I'm back now, and and hopefully we will uh, will be there next year. Oh, that's awesome, man! It'll be awesome to have you back, dude. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, you left for a little while, and you and you definitely came back. I mean, how's how's it now? Do you, did you think that that little break has definitely helped? You know, fuel the fire a little bit yeah, more it, and stuff it, like that. It helped a lot. Back in 2013, I made the From Birth to Burial record, and at that time, the band, the dynamic within the band itself was really unhealthy, and uh, and we just weren't getting along. The band was not playing well on stage, and, and one of the main things that, unfortunately, you know, this happens with bands sometimes is we had to let go of a longtime member, and... Mm. Um, once, see, I left in 2013 because it just I wasn't happy anymore out here. But uh, in 2016, the band decided to let go of that member, and then I came back. So, um, you know, it, being home really put it in perspective for me how how special and important this band is to me because I started this at, in my parents' garage in 1998. Um, I was. 15 years old at that time and and it was really you know i mean this this band's been a part of my life for now we're going on almost 20 years uh it you know it's a really it's it's so much a part of me that it was very difficult to be away but it took 
changing the lineup a little bit uh, and removing the unhealthy aspects of what was going on with the band to now have, you know, I'm back and then Matt Wantlin, our other guitar player, he's also back, um, and he was one of the originals as well. So so now it, it really does feel right. And Matt and I have been playing guitar and writing songs together since we were 14 years old. So um, for us to be now, you know, basically 20 years after that, still playing and writing songs together, it's, it's really exciting. And this album is such a breath of fresh air because we honestly thought the last record was going to be the last, the, the final album for the band, you know, unless we made a big change. So How to Live as Ghosts, the name is actually a playoff of the last album, which was From Birth to Burial, um, because the burial aspect of that name signified that we thought that was going to be the end for the band. So, um, you know, fortunately, it was not. We made the appropriate changes, and now How to Live as Ghosts, we are the ghosts rising from the death of the last chapter, and we're refreshed, and everything is, is, I mean, we're excited and having fun again. That's awesome, man. All guns blazing, ready to rock and roll, take over the world. Another 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, man. And, of course, dude, I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing you guys down here. Is there a rough estimate on when? Like early, late? Uh, I haven't heard. I haven't heard any kind of estimate on time frame, but... I, I do know they're looking at possibilities for 2018. So um, as soon as we know, we'll post it all over social media and our website. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to catch up in person. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Come to uh, Brisbane, Gold Coast, do it all, man. Come to, especially Queensland. Yeah, absolutely. Because we'll be there, brother. Awesome. <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to us. And uh, until then, man, uh, all the best with uh, the touring and the album. And uh, make sure you uh, come and have a beer with us very soon. Absolutely. That sounds good. All right. Take care. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 